A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hola mi gente, this is Ish. And this is DJ. And this is... Pero, Pero let, let me, me tell you. you. Dale. Hey listeners, thanks for coming back and listening to us. Episode 16. Last yes. episode we were quinceañeras, today it's our sweet 16. Yes, so we went from the banquet hall in the strip mall to the country club. The darling. country club. Yes, we're very fine now. We're going to hang out with Muffy and Buffy and the Van Traplets. <laughs> okay, I was thinking more of like a debutante ball, but you know. <laughs> of course, the debutante. I can't move my lower lip, but it's delicious. <laughs> Bueno, everybody, welcome to episode 16. Here we are, the 16 episode, y todavía estamos aquí. Todavía aquí comiendo mierda, but the beauty of it is that as we continue growing, we're actually getting to meet so many more interesting people. We are. Um, as much as we like to hear the sound of our own voice, it's great that we've been able to interview so many people. I know you guys have only heard at this point about three people that we've interviewed, to, um, but we've got so much more coming up, and this is going to be one of those episodes, right? Where we've yes. got. We're um, very excited about our guests. Yeah, our, we've got the director of Viernes Culturales, which is a local cultural event that happens on the last Friday of every month, Patty Vargas, and we're going to be sharing that interview in a little bit. Yeah, and um, it, it, it was a really good insight into the art um, scene here in Miami. 
and just culturally very significant to you know what's going on here so hopefully um it's an interview everybody will enjoy and not just here i think across the country i mean we're it's always good to share more culture i think the more culture we have the more educated we become and the less likely we are to become like, um, I don't remember his name right now, but that wonderful lawyer in Manhattan who has decided to berate everybody. Bite. No, 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 he's going to show up. It's like Beetlejuice. He's going to just show up if we speak Spanish three times. Oye, oye, oye. It's like, I'm going to call ice on you. No, you know, you know what's great? That they found his, well, no, that, this already happened, what, like a week, week and a half no, ago? No, this was like. Two weeks ago? And um, what's great is that they found his website, you know, his, like, law firm website. Oh, okay, he's a solo okay. practitioner, so okay. I may know a thing or two about that. I've heard, and, I've heard. And um, it says, hablamos español. Bueno, pero it didn't say that he habla español. <laughs> no, but, you know, you would think that somebody who's, who's trying, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you could speak yeah. Spanish when I'm taking your Spanish. Your, your Spanish dollars. Dollars, yeah. you know, and you're becoming my client. Oh, there we could hablar español till the cows come home. Pero, <laughs> Not at the restaurant, damn it. Pero no en el restaurante. And what's great is that there's been new footage that's come out of him. Oh, this isn't his first rodeo. No, you did you see the other I footage? saw it, actually, yeah. So in, in 2016, because now since his name was out there and, you know, he very publicly got denounced, in 2016, he, in New York, he bumped into this couple walking down the streets of New York. And um, he got really upset at them because, you know... The streets in New York, you know, they have so much room. How, you know, how dare you bump into somebody walking? Those, those narrow corridors of New York, Manhattan streets. Exactly. And um, he bumped into this guy and this girl. Well, no, wait a minute. He didn't bump into them. He purposely, like, bumped into them. It wasn't an accident. No, 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 because I know somebody who knows the guy and posted right. the video oh, and all okay. this stuff. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. But regardless, whether he yeah. bumped into them on purpose or not, you know, he starts yelling at the guy. Oh, you ugly ass foreigner. Mind you, the guy was born in Massachusetts. Yeah, he was a white guy from Massachusetts. It's like, I know New Yorkers think everybody who's not from the island of Manhattan mm-hmm. is a foreigner, but it's an island, not a country. So, does not the same thing. Oh, Aaron. Aaron is that, that's his name, Aaron. Aaron Schlossberg, I think. No, um, I love I love the footage where I think he, I don't know if it's footage, or, but it's come out that he was actually in support of, what was that, the name of that little, the little Greek neo-Nazi, Milos Twinkenbottom, what's his name? I know what you're talking about, but yes, he was in support of... And he's a Jew. He's a Jew, but he's supporting people who are spouting these, I, like, I maybe, know. you know what, maybe he's one of those who had never heard of the Holocaust. Let's take it back. You know, Man, maybe. if you're a Jew who's never heard of the Holocaust, then I, you, you have about, big that, problems. That's beyond self-hating Jew. You have big problems. No, um, I, I do have a question for you, though, because our listeners may recall, you're an attorney, you're a practicing attorney, a lawyer. Will this cause any problems for him with the bar? It can. Because we know the bar is uber sensitive. I it mean, can. could he potentially be disbarred? And under what? I don't know if he could be disbarred, but he could be disciplined. And he what can. would it fall under? What he okay? What each state is a little bit differently, right? Different, but what he said could be deemed as hate speech, and hate speech okay. is probably, a, well, I'm pretty sure, is a felony, especially and, in New York, which tends to have much more quote unquote liberal. With a felony, you can either lose, you know, be disbarred or be disciplined in some mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. So potentially, yeah, he could get in trouble mm-hmm. for yeah. this. You can lose your your uh, license to practice law for um, a DUI. 
Okay. Or, or it could, you know, if not lose your license, it'd be suspended at the very minimum. Right. right. Um, so, um, yeah, he, he, he can get into trouble for this. It all depends on how far they want to take it. If they want to make him, you know, make an example out of him or not. I, I, you know, because all these things also become very political. Right. So. Depends on the talk. Yeah, it depends. It depends. But, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I just think that this situation with him, you know, and it's not that you, I mean, these things happen anywhere, but right. I mean, it, it really does surprise me when these things happen in New York. Yeah. You know, New York, like, LA, New York, those LA, type of, yeah, Miami, yeah. Chicago. I mean, like what? Like, I mean, New York is filled with immigrants and Spanish speaking people. <laughs> like how can, I mean, if he went crazy over that, then he must go Oof, I'd hate to see him on the L train. Oh, my God. Or on the 6. On the 6. Oh. Oh. No, I want to go record an album. I'm feeling so good. Good. I knew I would. I just found a dollar. Let's go buy a fur coat. Yeah. Um, Whoever (laughs) caught that reference, awesome. But I think one of the things that, that... bothers me most about these types of situations where these people go on these like massive rage rants of you know oh you're speaking xyz language is but i'm not speaking to you o sea que carajo te importa a ti what language i'm speaking to my friend or to the person because across think, from me i think what that, i'm not talking to you because i think that in today's society whether mm-hmm. it's because of our current administration or just the way we are or social media mm-hmm. people think they have the right to say whatever they well they do have the right to say whatever they want you could say whatever you want right. but people think they have the right to be nasty like janet no not like janet no because <laughs> she said she said very clearly it was miss jackson if you're nasty so she was sticking to the level of formality no, no, como, no como la janet. but people you know they think they have uh the the right just to be rude and to be nasty assholes and assholes and, mierda, yeah. you know as And I think social media has a lot to do with it. I mean, I know we're stepping away a little bit from the main issue here with him. But, you know, as we've said many times, the best thing about social media is that it gave everybody a a voice. The worst thing? The worst thing is that it gave everybody a (laughs) voice. exactly. You know, let's see what happens with this guy. I mean, I just think that he, this is an example of a lot of things that are going on, Mm -hmm. at least in our country right now. It's... It's not frowned upon to be uncivil and to be rude, where at one time it was. Well, but I think it's because a lot more people now hide behind the facade of, I'm not rude. I'm just telling it like it is. And I'm like, listen, anybody who's ever worked in an office and has ever worked with, you know, somebody who, quote unquote, tells it like it is. It's just like, listen, Charlotte, I don't care about your children's fundraiser. Okay, just keep your opinions to yourself. it, it, It just it it all. It all comes down to how you see the spectrum, right? What what side of the spectrum you're on. Because just the other day, the president was referring to the the big um, gang, that they're Mexican, um, MI... I want to say MI6 because I'm a Bond fan. Los, the, tu, los del Norte. N- no, the MI16 or something. They're, oh, no, the ones from Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they're, they're from Darien. some Central American country. Mexicans are not Guatemalans. They're not the same thing. I know they're not. <laughs> I just wasn't sure what was their country of origin. <laughs> <laughs> what was the country of origin? But anyway, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of these a lot of these people in this gang mm-hmm. are violent and yes. they bring drugs and all that As stuff. As most gang members are of they any are. gang, a- of any gang, and you know, when the president was talking about them he was he called them animal and the problem with that is that 
I think we could all agree that these are not great people, and mm-hmm. these are people that we probably don't want in our society, and these are people that do really bad things. Mm-hmm. But when you have the nation of the leader of the nation calling anyone an animal, that sort of you know, brings down the legitimacy of their words because you need to be versed and you need to know how to properly call out people who aren't doing any good. Fair enough, but I think the majority of people would agree that somebody whose actions are like that should not be considered, quote-unquote, human. You know what I mean? Because they don't have humanity in them, if you will. Right. That can be a little more esoteric. They may not have humanity in them, but but they are humans. And legally, and in terms of procedure and law, they are human. So... You need to refer to them as a human, even if they're doing acts that are inhumane. And the problem is that when the president says something like that, it sets the course. It's it's like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. It sets the course for things like this to be said. You know, it, it's just unfortunate, but it is the time we live in. So it is what it is. Eh, most people are so animales con ropa anyway. <laughs> well, no, let's move into um, a little bit of a... Shifting gears a little bit over here. a little bit of a happier news. Oh, I love happier Dite news. Dice que se casó el príncipe <gasps> y la Meghan Markle. You know what? Whatever with them. They didn't invite me. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? Whatever. I am not getting you the $60 blender at Macy's. You can have, you know, your own country buy you that shit. All right? Whatever. <laughs> You know, Oster the, my ass. The... <laughs> what do you get them? You know what? They're probably one of those people who set up like a charity fund. They did. Well, there you go. They did. They did. There you go. They did. Well, you remember... know what, though? I would probably go to like the dollar spot at Target <laughs> and just buy like a like bunch a of random gift? shit. Like no, 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 like a bunch. A bunch. Because, you know, the rule is like your, your gift should be about the equivalent of what your plate costs, right? Bueno, Chico, then you're so, going to need to get them um, I'm going to have to buy a lot of dollar spot things. Yes, yeah. you're going to have to buy the whole store. Yeah, that's a lot of he- pocket hand warmers. Well, it actually made me really happy because, as you know, and as probably our listeners have figured out by now, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Suits. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite show. And um, as He I've may have before, mentioned that once or twice. Oh, once or twice or a dozen times, probably like in every episode. And um, I've been seeing Meghan Markle for the past seven, eight years. So it was really nice to see the whole cast there. And and yeah, it, it was great. I, you know, some people say that, why are we so interested in this? Well, remember, we're England and the, the UK and America, you know, the United States were... There was a little re- war there, a little revolutionary hey, war that pero, happened. Hello, eso es lo mismo que pasa en la familia when like tía Clotilde and tía Ameldia, you <laughs> se know, fajan. se fajan, se fajan a muerte, a muerte, and then they go like a couple years. Pero you don't go to Nochebuena, and then seven, and they're like me. Okay, then they realize, you know, time is finite, and then that's when you have your Nochebuena together again, and you even go to each other's house for Easter. Right, no, tremenda right. cosa. So, you know, yeah, we're no. family, we're family. I was telling you the other day, mm-hmm. I think that for us, you oh, yeah. know, being Cuban-American, we have two motherlands, because obviously, because we're Cuban, mm-hmm. the motherland of Cuba is Spain. España. España Española. And, oh, there's a deal. you know, most Cubans come from Spanish descendants. I mean, my great-grandparents were from Spain and probably the same yeah. as yours. I know that my grandmother, my father's side, is from the Canary Islands. Yeah, that, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So yeah, are my, yeah. um, oh, man. No, maybe we're related. Oh. <laughs> 
So, it would explain a lot. So a lot of Cubans, and, and I imagine this is the same for a lot of, you know, people from the Caribbean or what have you, you know, they always make that trip to Spain yeah. to go visit the motherland. I've told you about the first time I went to Spain that I went to Madrid, I felt very much at home. I, I didn't. It didn't feel foreign to me, mm-hmm. and that's like duh, because our culture is based yeah. on them. But then, as Americans, our motherland kind of sort of is the UK because I thought you were going to say Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, yeah. yeah, Guam. <laughs> uh, Us and the tortoises. Because you know our our um our culture comes from the UK. I mean, obviously, American culture has been tweaked throughout the right, years, right. but it's ultimately from them. Although I will say, British humor is just leaps and bounds over American so humor. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> Anybody that could pull camp, uh, it's, <sighs> it's like it's their national pastime. It is camp is. Ugh, they're great at it. it. They 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 corner the market. Yeah, for sure. What I think it's really interesting Bloody brilliant British and American culture is that the british seem to have a more i don't want to say pessimistic cynical cynical view of themselves yes that, that's actually very true They're, they take the piss out of themselves as they exactly. say exactly but yes. they see us as like very optimistic and full of life and like oh my god in america everything's big and bright and you guys are so positive and i'm like really that's how you see us you know? maybe it's because you know we drink coffee and they drink tea i feel like earl gray has that effect on people <laughs> I mean, how can you drink something called Earl Grey and be happy? It's called it's Earl Grey. Oh. Well, and also, you know, London, a foggy day. That's true. In London town. That's true. It's all it's all doom and gloom, and then you've got their weird policemen with their little it, hats. It's on. funny because I've been to you've been to London a few times. Uh, I've been there once. Oh, I've been only once. Yeah. I've been to London three times, and every time I've gone to London, it's been typical london it's gloomy <laughs> gloomy and, and foggy and rainy with an hour of sunshine and that one hour it's like quick take pictures do it all go to the london <laughs> stand next to the beef eaters and, and doesn't matter how sunny it gets the thames river is always gonna look dirty but you dude know. don't drink out of the thames <laughs> did you hear what happened to this guy the singer darius one of the finalists of the Didn't British version like of really Popeye sick? of American Idol. He got really sick, right? He fell into a coma because he was. But a, wasn't he advertising? They were doing it. This is a great yeah, story. Yeah. Go. So they were doing it was some type of charity event that they were working on. So this guy Darius, I forget his last name right now. He was one of the finalists, maybe top three on, on the pop on Pop Idol, Idol which was American Idol, which was uh, the original version of American Idol, the UK version. They call it Pop Idol. And so he was with some organization that was talking about how they've been cleaning water and cleaning water, and it was held at the Thames. And so they gave him, I don't know, a bottle with some water in it or whatever to like to drink. It's this is the clean water. This is the evolution. Blah blah. Bueno, resulta said que the poor guy drank water that was actually from the Thames, which. Yo, I don't know how contaminated that shit is. He fell into a coma. He got so sick. He was in a coma for like, I think, a week or two before he came back. (laughs) Did he drop his sponsorship or endorsement (laughs) of this product? I I don't know the details, but what had happened was that somebody had filled that bottle that they gave him erroneously because it was one of those type of like this is the bot- this is what the water looks like now and this is what it looks like after type of thing but they gave him the wrong bottle and so he drank the one that w- he drank the before not the after somebody got fired oh somebody got fired like somebody got madonna <laughs> tripping on her cape at the, the brit, brit awards, awards fired, fired. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, pobre Darius. I mean, his career didn't take off. But he, he didn't need to fall in a coma. He didn't need to fall in a coma. Man, <laughs> the guy can't catch a break. Although his album is really good. The first album, Colorblind. Maybe really he good. should do um, a duet with Cardi B. She's hot now. That's true. And then they should both come on our show. Come on, Cardi. You're one of us. You're Dominican. Bring it. Bring it. Speaking of Cardi B, which is music, I kind of wanted to... So is Darius, for that matter. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of <laughs> I wanted to bring in, revisit a topic we spoke about, I believe, two episodes back in episode 14. We talked about the R. Kelly, yes. um, mm-hmm. the Me Too movement, and mm-hmm. R. Kelly. Yep, yep. And um, as our listeners probably know yes. by now, we record our shows. Is it too early to announce that R. Kelly is the new sponsor of Poise? <laughs> no. No? Okay. He's the official sponsor of Poise, the pee pad for women. I do, man. <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we record our episodes, uh, you know, sometimes a, a week before you yeah, hear them. We can change it. And a lot can happen in a week. It's and true. we're, you know, a lot of times we're totally on the pulse of things happening. And we were, when we recorded the, the episode where about R. Kelly, the week after, a lot of things came up. And um, among those things that came up was the who else kind of. Mm-hmm. Who else should be included in this protest? So what happened is that R. Kelly, as a response to the Me Too movement, you know, calling out R. Kelly and his history of alleged um, abuse towards Mm -hmm. women and and sexual abuse. Mistreatment of women. And and, um, Mm -hmm. especially towards minors. A lot of the music music um, streaming services pulled him off their playlist. Now, I believe you could still go and manually find his music like for example oh, iTunes, sure. you can go and look up r kelly and find bump and grind right but right they won't appear in any of the streaming kind of playlists like you know 90s r&b you know right playlists, do you which, think that he has his versions of songs on like those compilation kids bop albums <laughs> <laughs> You hear a chorus of kids singing a bump and grind. Well, actually, I believe I could fly, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I mean, that well, was on okay, Space okay, Jam. Okay, okay. Or, or the one with Celine Dion. Oh, I'm your angel. Yeah. I love that song. Okay, okay. So I guess... I yeah. love R. Kelly. Um, anyway, whatever. So anyway, where I'm going with this... Jeep. I want to ride it. I want to ride it to the park. So... Man, this is a serious subject, man. <laughs> We're talking about the Mean Team movement and all that. So these streaming services took R. Kelly off their playlists. And now, obviously, when this happened, people shot back and said, well, what about this person? What about that person? And now... Isn't it time we all took a stand against John Denver? John Denver died. No, and you know what's <laughs> tragic about John Denver? John Denver died in a... Co- in a plane crash mm-hmm. and he was really afraid of taking planes well he was proven right <laughs> i bet you his last words were told you so I, <laughs> so now there's this whole like movement right. to get rid of red hot chili peppers ted nugent M&M, why the, why the chili chris peppers? brown dr dre dr luke among others why the chili peppers because of their song lyrics and, you know, they're a rock and roll band. You know? Oh, so it's not just based on now on personal actions, but rather also on lyrics. A, a personal action and lyrics, because, for example, Eminem, yeah, I could Kim. be wrong, but I don't recall Eminem ever being charged with, like, 
battery or abuse of women. Well, but no, then he, he basically, had that song, Kim. But basically, that was his version of taking his aggressions out. Like, right. to our knowledge, he didn't beat her, but that was him, his expression, I guess? Yeah. His, his way of getting his emotions out? Right. But, I mean, regardless... All these people that I mentioned, mm-hmm. they haven't been convicted of any, you know, rape Some or sex Nobody's crime. been charged. It's um, not a matter of conviction. There's no. I mean, Chris Brown obviously has a history of of abuse of uh, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. With he served his time, he paid his debt to society. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of his, but he did pay his debt to society. All these people don't have uh, that as far as far as I know any pending charges. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about this in terms of removing all these people from playlists and? And just having them disappear. Oh, this is horrible. All right. I, I believe in the Me Too movement. I believe. It's, it's, I feel like I have to like repeat this mantra, repeat this mantra. You know, again, it's one thing to do it against somebody who has been convicted of something, right? And who's been found guilty of a particular action and pulling, all, pulling down their, their, their music. But, okay, so then these people, you know, if that's their art right let's say let's use Eminem as the example mm-hmm. you know Eminem as far as we know was not charged or no you know there was no evidence that we know of of him having abused Kim at any again we could be wrong so now just because he decided to write a song that says what would have happened or mm-hmm. what you know like I mean again it's you're you're at that point you're censoring art because you're not saying oh this is your autobiography oh this is you're continuing to make money off of you know, women who you've abused or things like that. And it's, I, I don't, I don't agree with it at all. I mean, and where does it stop? Because then it's just like, okay, now it's the Me Too movement. But then later on, is it somebody who says, well, you know what? You were a drug dealer at one point in your, in your life. Now we should never listen to that because that's illegal too. Oh, you stole something from a store once. Oh, well, nope, that's illegal too. And I mean, let's, let's call it out. You know, I love me some Michael Jackson, but uh, his music ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. So what's the line? What's the line and what what determines it? I think that's the problem. And I think that right now... And ultimately, it's a censorship of art. Right. Which I'm so not You know, as we mentioned in episode 14, you have to... You have to make, you have to reconcile between the art and the person. Mm-hmm. And the problem with banning all these people, and and like you, and you know, in our podcast, if you listen, I'm totally for the Me Too movement. I think it was about time. Times up. Times yeah. up. I think that we we all know that women do. It's they're not treated equally, and they should in, in all avenues. But I think that the problem with this is that you enter a slippery slope because you know what? Are we going to also ban um, what's his name? Um, Great Balls of Fire. Um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Didn't Jerry Lee Lewis marry his 13, 14-year-old cousin? He did, but I mean, that was consensual. So is that right. okay? No, right, right, right. That's my exactly. That's right. So, so where, as you said, where do you draw the line? These people have been been convicted of anything, or if they have, they've already served Correct. their time and their debt to society. I, I don't know if Chris Brown is still on probation over the Rihanna I think incident. he's perpetually on probation. Yeah, because he, he keeps that, doing other things. Yeah, yeah, he keeps yeah, yeah. getting in trouble for other yeah. stuff. But the point is that, you know, where 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 do you draw the line? Because now you've opened the door to this whole thing. I mean, if if we're going to base it on this, I mean, can you imagine all these hair bands of the 80s like Poison and all that, you know, all the groupies they had, but, like all the women that could come forward now and say that they were abused, enticed, whatever by these men. Right. I mean, it it's a slippery slope and my fear of this i have two fears about this mm-hmm. first of all that 
we are crucifying people in the court of public opinion as without I said proper earlier. due process, right? right? And then secondly is that I think that when things like this happen, you remove the legitimacy of the real Me Too movement and these women Absolutely. that really need, you know, that this movement was designed to um, or created to help and created to uh, defend. So I, I think it's an ongoing thing yeah. and, and we need, you know, we need to proceed with caution because it's something that need, the Me Too movement needs to happen. But at the same time, we just can't throw people under the bus just because somebody, something happened or you know, somebody said something. Or you just don't like it. what it says. Because I think, to your point, some of these things is because, oh, because of the lyrics. The lyrics are misogynistic. It's like, well, but you don't like the lyrics. You don't have to listen to it. It's, you know, and it's the argument of like, oh, so-and-so, this program is promoting X, Y, Z. Well, you know, you can turn it off. What I think you can really vote with your wallet. And, specifically about Eminem. And you shouldn't tell me what is or isn't art. Well, of Eminem specifically, that's where I'm going. That song, Kim, mm -hmm. is from the Marshall Mathers LP. That was his first His second. second. The Slim Shady correct, was correct, his first correct. one. This was the second one, the one that had the real Slim Shady and yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I Am What You Say I Am and mm -hmm. Stan. Yeah. That was that album was a monster of an album that everybody loved. He was on MTV. But that's like his super autobiographical album. Yes, so, that, I mean, yes. it, it, so now he should not be allowed to speak what he feels. Everybody ate up that album. So now are we going to go back and be like, oh, no, no, no. Let's forget that this album existed, which is, I would put that up there in like iconic albums. Absolutely. If you recall, it was during that time that he got labeled like homophobic yes, for yes, using the F word yeah, yeah. and a lot of his lyrics. And then he made that performance with Elton John and yep, the Grammys. That's Grammys. He opened up the Grammys. So he tried to kind of. And let me tell you something. It's not easy to steal a spotlight from Madonna and him and Elton John did it that year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. I, I think that we're, you know, these are uncharted waters. So as we move along, we kind of have to figure out how we're going to deal with this. And yep. But I just think that removing people completely like they, they didn't exist I don't see that that's the right way of fixing the problem. I agree with you 100%. I think ultimately what we need to continue doing is, you know, understanding that there's different there's different venues and there's different avenues of art and art is different things to different people and ultimately it is about self-expression. You can like certain art, you can dislike other art, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's a creation that comes from your own experiences and what you're feeling. And I think that's something that, you know, if I can just kind of bring us over to our interview i think that's you know one of the reasons that you and i resonated so so much when we spoke with uh patty vargas of mm -hmm. the uh, Culturales. you know there's just so much art here in south florida and i would hate for something like that to start affecting just that that freedom of expression right. even from a cultural perspective you know so i think i don't know we're just going to keep an eye on it it's not perfect but you know what guys maybe um when you listen to our our interview and that's coming up next you'll you'll hear a little bit something different and and touch base on that so Damn stay right. tuned for our interview it's uh it's really good so enjoy Hey, bonjour, mes amis. Êtes-vous fatigué de ces brownies de au chocolat? Ce le brownies de ces chocolats c'est authentique. What are you talking about? Chico, I'm talking about the delicious French brownies from au chocolat. Oh, au chocolat. Of course, I know au chocolat. Au chocolat brownies are delicious, authentic, homemade French brownies made with real. Parisian chocolate. Au Chocolat actually brings their chocolate every month from France. Ooh, it's and... imported. How sexy. <laughs> and as a result, you get these delicious 
rich brownies that come in a beautiful box. You love a decorative brownie. And, you know, what's great about these brownies, not only are they delicious, but you can give them as gifts. And they're seasonal, too. I know that they have some seasonal flavors as well. They have seasonal flavors. The boxes are also seasonal, so they make great gifts for Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas. Divorce um, parties. Thanksgiving. Hey, if you call them, I'm sure they can make it happen. And where can they call them at to place these orders? call them, well, they can contact them at... O Chocolat Miami on Instagram or OChocolat.com. And you know what's the best part about this whole offer, right? What is the best part? If they use promo code PERO, P-E-R-O, they get 10% off their order, even if they're being shipped. So go on their Instagram page, their webpage, give them some love. They're our first sponsor. We love them. Yes, we do. they make a great product, delicious brownies, and order and use our promo code. That's right. Use the promo code P-E-R-O again. That'll give you 10% off. Au revoir. Au revoir, mon ami. Hey, listeners. We're here with Patty Vargas, who is the, the head of Viernes Culturales. And I can never roll that many L's and R's together, <laughs> um, which is an event down here in South Florida on A Street, the last Friday of every month that highlights all of the art and just cultural resonance and vibe that lives down here on A Street. And we're very happy to have you on the show. It, it's it's very significant because one of the things that we try to strive with our podcast is add a lot of culture in there. So thank you so much for taking time of your busy day to being with us. Oh, thank you both for being here and, and showcasing this beautiful festival. Thank you. Oh, no, it's absolutely our pleasure. Now, I know that this started in 2000, correct? So yes, we're two years shy of a 20th anniversary, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yeah, and how did it start? Where did well, it come the locals, from? It came from the local stakeholders of the city of Miami. They started to see an influx of artists that were coming from Miami Beach who had galleries there, and their rents went up. Oh. So they, the all the, you started seeing all the Cuban artists coming here and opening, and they said, well, let's make, you know, this is something for the for them and for the community. Uh, by then, the grants were huge, yeah. so they had a lot of uh, they had a big budget, and and that's how it started. So it started very organically from people organic. leaving one area and then kind of flocking to another area here in Little Havana. Um, See, what I heard was it started porque las cosas se pusieron cara. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, the poor artista que ya tienen, you know, yeah, trouble yeah. as it is, you know, making ends meet. <laughs> exactly. So since it started, because we've um, we've been several times in the last couple of years, and this has turned into like a huge, you know, block party. And I've I've uh, seen it on TV, uh, different specials talking about the cultural Fridays. Um, tell us a little bit in terms of the growth, because I'm sure that when it started, it was as you said, just artists flocking over here. Now it's turned into pretty much a, a very significant event. Well, what, what happened was when it started, they used to close the street. They used to co- close Cayocho and they had like okay. 200000 a year budget and, and it, that was really nice and they had artists up and down the sidewalk and it was very nice. And then the Department of Culture said no more money. So it went down. So we were like up and down, up and down. So eight years ago, I started. I was hired. My company was hired to run it and I do events. I do festivals, so I made it more artsy. I showcase the the calendar more art because we have so much art here that was not the norm before I came to the Culturales. What was it before? No, what was the focus before? Music and okay, you know. okay. So I showcase more. It was always been art, but it wasn't marketed as more artsy. 
Okay. That's what I do now. So my priority here is showcase the Miami-Napolis that come from a Panamanian artist. Which yeah. are fantastic. We're actually here in Patty's office and we're surrounded by some fabulous, beautiful art that ranges from, I mean, Afro-Latin representation of some of the saints. We've got this Monopoly boards done up as Miami. Miami it's Napoli. fantastic. Yeah, we're going to yeah. take some pictures and load them on our Instagram yeah. so you guys can take a look at it. So we, we, I started focusing more on the art and the art brings you families. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You people who buy princess, and the music is good, of course, but sometimes we have no no brands, so I don't have a stage. I just have a DJ. Okay. I just have like the local flamenco dancers and the, the gypsy dancers from that Studios on 15, and they dance. And then on Monday, everybody calls me. Oh yeah, I love it. I love the flamenco. Bring them next month, mm-hmm. but they come free, so it's a very so. Very relaxed. There's no, you know, until I get a grant. If I get a grant, then we'll have the big bands coming back again. So you mm-hmm. said um, Panamanian. So obviously being in Cayocho, which at one point was the heart of like the Cuban community here in Miami, um, and it's still obviously very significant to Cuban culture, it's now a lot more integrated with more Latin American artists or, or in general? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we um, I've made it a point. So, claro, the, the Cuban artists are, are the, are the, uh, the strength of the galleries on Cayocho, on historic Cayocho. But I always invite Franz Christopher from Panama, Zimrock from Colombia. Um, I'm having a, um, Victoria from Croatia next month. Croatia, wow. Yeah, okay. I've had Mushi Widmeyer from Haiti. So, since my company does world, festivals i brought that in here okay. always with the latin cuban touch of of little havana it's like harlem you go to harlem that's it's true. not the harlem where i went to school i'm from new york i went to school in harlem and i'm on second and it was not like that but it's still harlem right you're never <laughs> going to take that over so that's that's what i've created here and it's it's been you know it's worked out great i do for our basel i say so what do you guys do for our basel nada what? <laughs> so what I did, I created something that was really cheap, and I do umbrellas in Little Havana. Hand-painted oh, I've seen that. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Umbrellas, beautiful. They're, they're beautiful yeah. hand-painted Italian umbrellas. So now I want to showcase them on in the uh, American Airlines airport, the terminal. Mm. So oh yeah, because they do they do rotating exhibits, there, right? I finally, yeah. after two years, they they answer my call and they said, "Okay, show me what you got." So nice. you know what I mean. That, that I created umbrellas of the Havana, and we do 
great. So the last two years I've got sponsors, and this is all in time. I don't I don't make any money, but it's you know. It's a labor of love. Now, something that I've noticed, um, because Little Havana, I feel, has become in the last few years trendy. Um, you know, like most neighborhoods in Miami, it was once glorious and it had kind of a bit of a downfall and then it kind of resurged and now it's like really trendy. And, um, every time I go to Azúcar, I see always tourists coming in. Have you, have you, since you're here every day, have you noticed an influx of tourism well, the increase? the tourists have always been here. Always. The locals are the ones that are beginning to explore. Oh, okay. And, 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 but the locals, I mean, the tourists have always come here as for well, at nine o'clock we get the first tour and four o'clock is the last. Wow. You know, and then now we have a Sukar ice cream who who she opened up about four years ago, four or five years ago. Then we have Bowling Chain who um the owner Bill Fuller, one of the owners owns this building too, and he's deep into what happened in, in yesteryear Little Havana. Yeah. So Bowling Chain was the place where the black musicians who co who come and play with Frank Sinatra on the beach yeah. could not sleep there. They slept on Bowling. They slept on Tower Hotel, which he bought also, and they would jam in Bowling Chain. Right. So he, when he knocked down the walls, there's still the, the the posters are from the 1930s and the 40s. Right. So he's very adamant about keeping that um, that part of the history. So that has helped. You know, that has helped for the locals. But forever, it's been the tours that have kept us. Right. Now, you bring up something about the the history of the area. I know recently there was an event here called Miami Motel Stories. Mm -hmm. Was that involved at all with you guys, or do you no, feel like that just helped the the area to kind of get a little more recognition as well? Um, that was a that was, I think that was a night foundation grant that the girls got, okay. and it was it was amazing. I couldn't make it because I wasn't here. We got like I think they went to another neighborhood now, right? They're going from yeah. neighborhood to neighborhood. Yeah, the idea I think is to do three hotels. They I don't remember one. They did one in like the downtown area. They did one here in Little Havana, and I think the next one that they're planning is Little Haiti. Nice. So it's it, I went. It was absolutely fantastic. And again, you don't realize how much history and how rich this area is, not just in Cuban culture, but to your point, you know, you have a lot of African American culture and just general Caribbean culture and Miami history. Well, we have for for Bienes Culturales for the past sixteen years, we have historian Dr. Paul George give a free tour. I took his tour a couple so of months ago, and it was amazing. Tours. Isn't it amazing? Amazing. I mean, so, just there's yeah. so much history in every corner, and you you would just drive by and not even realize it. So they went from Jewish to Bahamians to mm -hmm. Cubans, and now Central Americans. Those are the ones that live here primarily. Yeah. So the Cubans went to better neighborhoods, or don't know what you Kendall. <laughs> And so, um, so what Bill, uh, what Barlington, which is the Futurama, this building where my offices are, they donated the backside of the building to do a pop-up of History of Miami Museum. Mm. So um, an actual museum. Yes, a little pop-up. So, so it's going to be of of the Miami History Museum of History of Miami from downtown. Yes. Okay. So Dr. Paul George is going to curate it, and he's going to tell the story of the Jewish, then the Bahamians, then the Cubans. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting because everybody's gonna come through the through the east. It's gonna be really nice. I'm so. glad you're you're talk, You mentioned that because something we always talk here in our podcast because we, we we try to be mixed. You know, we put in a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of uh, arts history, nice. and we always tell people, you know, you got to know your history. So people here in Miami probably didn't even know they the whole thing in Miami Beach that you said that I believe it was Jim Crow laws that did not allow black musicians or black performers to stay on the island, and they had to come, you know. 
in, back into inland into Miami. So in in the Tower Hotel where you saw the uh, the mm-hmm. that that play, Ella Fitzgerald has stayed there, Duke Ellington has stayed there, wow. and they they have played in Bond Chain. So we have um, from the world they come to curate Bond Chain. Yeah. Because of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Um, from NBC in New York, the morning show. Um, Hoda. The two girls. They were the two. They're the two girls. Uh, Hoda and Kathy, Kathy Lee. Gr- Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. Yeah. She spent the whole week here. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. How did we not know? How did we not know about Hoda? Kathy Lee. We would have come for Wednesday. <laughs> she came strictly to curate Bonchino, so it's amazing, you know. Yeah. Wow. And, and yeah, yeah. But again, you live here, and you kind of think, eh, it's that place on La Ocho. You know, you don't really think about how much actually happened there. What happened there? Like, for example, Cuba Ocho is. Um, Huaocho is the the sole owner of the biggest collection of Cuban art, biggest, I mean millions, and his pieces toured the United States and the museums. I mean, it's amazing. And then on a regular day, you see all of Miami Heat in the back of the patio smoking la tabacos. <laughs> and he bought, he, he went to the auction of Frank Sinatra's Miami Beach that he was closing and he bought all the furniture. So when you come in, you go in and you see these round bars. Those are Frank Sinatra's chandeliers that he made it into a bar. The oh, wow. And that's just down the street in Yeah, they're Kuaocho. on 15. Kuaocho is a museum now. They just turned it into a museum last year. They right. were awarded a museum status. It's amazing what he's got there. He's right. got Mijares, which is $750 yeah. at a pop. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's somebody who I feel... Got his start here on the the galleries on Eighth Street, Isn't right? Mijares. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Mijares. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Alejandro Mijares. Yeah. El otro, este, what's his name? Fundo, Fundo Bermudez. Yeah. They were all here when it was bad. Yeah, yeah. when it was bad. And then one of them, Dainza, um, um, told me that they would come and they would just hang their art on 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 the gates because there were no buildings here. Right. And they would just hang the art and sit there all day. But that's interesting because I remember when the Gables, Coral Gables here in South Florida, actually had a much stronger art scene. And you would walk up and down on the first Friday through the gallery hop, and you would have people on the sidewalks just literally having a couple of their pieces, selling it. That's not as prevalent in that area anymore. Oh, not, not anymore. No, first Friday now hops. isn't there the way it used to be when we were growing up. But I feel like La Ocho has turned into that, where you've got all these galleries and you've got for lack of a better word, we're like approachable art where yeah. I, I, it, it's something that speaks to people and it's not just about being expensive, yes. if that makes any sense. It's been like the underground for the past 20 years. It's been the underground. Coral Gables was the, the more structure, okay. if you will. But these guys here, they, you know, we have um, Pupi across the street from Latin Art Court. His speed, he sells a lamb for 450 He was here, sitting mm-hmm. here, and yeah. he was selling the piece. Oh, 450 that's the best I can do it. And he's, and he's going, yeah, four fifty. dollars I cannot give you. <laughs> Total nonchalant. <laughs> like, $450,000. Like, and, and that's the thing. He, we sell. Right. You know, that's the, that's the key. We sell. Well, it's because the pieces in here are absolutely beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, outside of art, um, I was very happy to see that a local hometown favorite came back to Calle Ocho. Velvet cream donuts. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, we, they were gone for a while, but we, yeah, I'm glad they're back. And, um, I mean, we laugh, but that's a very iconic oh, Miami yeah. brand. Well, he was on 33rd for, for 40 years. Yeah. yeah. And then I think his parents passed away, and he is a retired, both of them are retired Miami Beach sergeants. Mm-hmm. So then 
Well, who knows? Pick cop, it up again. Who yeah. knows donuts better than cops? Yeah. And I'm sorry. And it's and it's really funny because I come very early here to beat the rush. I'm on 97 <laughs> and Coyote, so I leave 10 to 7, or then I gotta okay. leave at 9. Mm-hmm. It's either or. I yeah. just stay home an hour from home, and then I leave. But um, in the mornings, you, you see everybody from Brickell stopping by, getting the dozen donuts, keep going. Mm-hmm. Stopping <laughs> It's really, you know. They should put up like a stand for, out there out of drive town um, for our, our listeners that are not from Miami. Velvet Cream Donut was a hometown donut factory, and they were very popular if you grew up here because they um, they did a lot of fundraising. So when you were in school and you had mm-hmm. to do fundraising, you always sold the donuts. So aside from being delicious, they they're they're very woven into you know growing up in, yeah. in Miami. They're, they're essentially Krispy Kreme before we got a Krispy Kreme. Yes, yeah. <laughs> true. I Actually, now that I mentioned, we have a lot of uh, listeners um, outside of Florida. We have in around the world in oh, yeah. Australia, Cambodia, yes. Indonesia, I'm UK. Sure, like, I'm not sure how we ended up with <laughs> listeners there, but, but we do. We love them anyway. So, we love them. Yeah. How would you wrap up to somebody who maybe is thinking of coming to Miami or is just curious about the Miami scene? How would you wrap up? Los Viernes Culturales, the Cultural Fridays, to somebody who hasn't been here, who doesn't really know like, so much the history of Miami and all that. How like, do you wrap Like that? elevator pitch it? Yes, elevator yeah. pitch it. It's a great family event. It's a great evening in Little Havana. And you can start from having dinner to doing the artwork with Dr. Paul George to looking at the vendors, going to have a sukkah ice cream, and then have a recap in Ball and Chain. So it's a great evening for the whole family and, and, and all around nice people, really yep. good people. Yeah, yeah. And very affordable. Very affordable. Very affordable. Yeah. Because the very restaurants affordable. here are very very affordable and the tour is free and well obviously looking at the artistry, it's a great, great experience. Great way to spend a Friday night. Now as I mentioned, we're like two years away from the twentieth anniversary. I know it's grown, obviously, since it started 18 years ago. Where do you see it growing? Like, how do you see uh, a next evolution of, you know, Bienes Culturales 2.0? Well, I want to work more. I want to have an area where I can showcase the teen art, teenagers. I get a lot of teenagers that come here and they go, hey, you know. Yeah. I, I want to learn to make those 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 circles. Yeah. And there's nobody here to do that. So slowly, I've been gathering the teenagers, not the children, because everybody caters to the children. But yeah. you have a lot of teens, 17 to 18, that they don't know what to do. I want to showcase. I want to have an area with just them. And and we've had them. We've we have one here that that came in and he goes, "Well, any graffiti artist here?" I go, "Yeah, go back to France." He's in the back. <laughs> Well, he was, he, you can take a picture of him and he will say hello to you two years later. Now he got accepted to the art, art high school. Um, nice. he, I would, he would, he would take a piece of wood and sell them for five bucks. I would give him a booth in Viernes. He went from D to A and B student. Wow. And he's part of us now. Big kid who's 14 and he's, he's a big kid. And, you know, he has the, 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 the button all the way tied and he would look at you. Now he comes, he hugs you. He, you know, so we've, we've had three of those. Three, yeah. three. But that just speaks to what, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, I mean, I was an art student, the, the, the power of art, right? Like it does have those therapeutic qualities. It can take a kid. Well, that too. Right, I was going to say the know, power of art, but the fact that the he was able to find uh, his, yeah. his, his voice almost, you know, and that helped him come out of a shell and become another person to a degree or become the person that he was inside. Maybe I, I had another one that he was so dirty. He came in here. He was 
so dirty, so dirty. And then um, he comes and goes, hey, you want to do this? And I go, oh my God, I will bring me a canvas and I'll put it there. He brought me this amazing piece, which was his his end of year test. Uh, he, that, mm-hmm. that was what he was giving him. And I go, but when you come here, you're going to come for the exhibit. I'm going to make you your exhibit night. I go, but you have to cut your nails. You got to clean. You got to... And he came and he's also going to the to the new world as well. And he goes, I gotta take it. And they were gonna they were gonna buy it. These young ladies from Texas yeah. were gonna buy it. And he said, Well, here's my card. After <laughs> I I give it to, to the school for presentation, I'm like, yeah. Wow. So we have that's my aim to bring more of these teenagers who are very talented. Yeah, that's that's to, fantastic. To give them the opportunity here because it's it's been growing, you know. Well, damn it, I'm going to commend you for that alone because yeah, that's something that's, that not many people know how to do, much less actually do it. So thank you for that, yeah. just on behalf of everybody. Yeah, and I think everybody. you're right to focus on the teenagers because everybody talks about the children, yeah. which is also important, but yeah, the teenagers, the teenagers already have it half figured out, so they need that yeah. enabling. Ugh, I'm over the children. <laughs> yeah, because the children, you have, they have the parents, but the teenagers, they're all alone, really. They're all, yeah. you know, all by themselves. The latest, yeah, the latest one is um, his mother sells the, the flowers in the corner and he's blind. He already has a wall over there. I don't know if you guys can see it. You see the wall by the by the right flower coming in? Oh, wow. That's nice. the wall, you know. So on Via de Culturales, he does street ch- chalk art. Oh, okay. People walk. I was getting rid of step and it has no character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right, you know, and <laughs> so he's, he's for Christmas, you know, he got a big thing, a big box of paint and stuff like that. He carries in his mochila. Yeah. Aww. And I go, Papa, leave it home because it's a little heavy. You know. No, you never know when inspiration's yeah, you know going to strike. In, in this world of social media, you know, you could do something on a sidewalk. Somebody takes a picture of it, tags you, and hashtags you, and that's it. You know, that's yeah. that's all you need but to then, get your name out there. And but then also on the flip side, flip side, on the world of social media, you've got a kid who's focusing on art and not just being on his phone. Yeah. So, damn, that's awesome, too. That, yeah. that has been slowly my, my focus because it's very hard for me to ask one of these guys to teach him how to do that. And also... Katie Penner, who's one of the artists here that you met, yeah. she also gives um, to the seniors, but they're hilarious. <laughs> Son tremendo. Tremendo. <laughs> and then uh, the other day she was doing coconuts. And this guy comes in and he goes, how much are the coconuts? Yeah, peso. They didn't mm. even look at him. It was Andy Garcia. <laughs> Andy Garcia? And he bought wow. all the coconuts. And when they realized who he was, <laughs> you know, so. knows Andy Garcia would have charged him sixty dollars for the coconuts at least. You gotta <laughs> up it. Look at him until he saw the credit card and Andy could afford it. <laughs> yeah. So he bought all the coconuts. So you know, just to work more with the community, even though that's 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 fine. And do you find that the community has been very receptive and, and helpful? I do Café Con Arte here, which I charge them 30 bucks, and they put one of their pieces for the whole month somewhere in the lobby. And I get 500 people wow. here. You know, and that money, I buy, you know, the pollo for them, the wine. So that day they have an opening exhibit with opera singers coming from upstairs and ballet dancers coming from... Tremendo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do Café Con Arte, I do... Arte y Danza, and I do Umbrellas of the Havana. Those are the three events that I do in addition to Viernes Cultural. And when do those occur? And, um, Cafe, uh, Arte y Danza is July, Café con Arte is October, and Umbrellas is doing our best, so the first um, Thursday of December. Because okay. we definitely want our listeners to know when yeah, this happens, that. so that they can mark it on their calendar. Or and you know, come join us. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, we would love to, because you know a lot of people think, 
big culture is New York, you know, Chicago, you know, and they kind of forget that, you know, because Miami's a newer city compared to, you know, cities right. up north, you know, we still have a ton of culture here. A ton of culture and ton of market because these, these, um, we have 10 art studios here. All of them have been here six years. So that means that they're making the money to pay the rent. And, sure. you know, it, it, so it's really, you know, we sell, which is the main part because you can do beautiful art, but if you don't sell, Tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the main thing is always to 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 work with the community. You know, we work with uh, San Juan Bosco who has five hundred families. Most of the ladies have those those things here from uh, that they came out of jail and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they do soap. They do whatever. So I give them all of them a down area. Um, they get pumped and they make <laughs> cookies and. You know, and are you yeah, guys able to time. sell art from artists that are in Cuba? Um, no, we, we can sell it, but the thing is, who's going to bring it? Somebody has to bring the art, man, the booth. Absolutely, yeah. no, I have no problem. Art is art, it has nothing to do with yeah, the political not, side of none it. None of that, not even Venezuela. He's from Venezuela, but I can he imagine got his brother to take this and stretch it and put it here, but. You know, it's oh, absolutely. But you have to have somebody to bring it and and right. man it and, and show it in a proper way. It's probably hard to get into the gusano. Yeah, <laughs> and those arts. No, because know, when, you, when you hear people go to Cuba, one of the things they always talk about is the art scene over there. It's amazing. I'm going to show you now in the in the next gallery the three brothers. One of them refuses to come here because he has his family, his mother, his father. Yeah. So he <laughs> says he has to take care of them, and we, so we get have- it. You know, but the other two brothers are here. And you have to see the work next door. They just moved in about a month ago, and they're doing very well. But he's got their brothers, his brothers, to take care of it. Right, right. You yeah, know, I, I don't, I can't take care of. The yeah, yeah, it's too, too much responsibility. <laughs> well, yeah, they have to, they have to be in the booth that day, and, and you know, now yeah. as you can see, I don't have space or nothing. <laughs> I mean, I think we're, we can wrap up. I don't know yeah. if there's anything else, but I definitely number one want to thank you again. For your time this has been absolutely fantastic and again listeners it is the last friday of every month it takes place here on beautiful historic southwest a street between 12th avenue and 18th yeah 17th yeah. And, and for our local listeners who have not been down here yet please do there's just so much to do it's so much fun there's something for everyone and for our listeners who are planning a trip to miami soon definitely put this on your list of things to do because it's it's essentially not not only for the culture but it's very miami and it's very unique and it's very important and to that end, i kind of want to say if any of our listeners work with grants or sponsorships um can't think of a better opportunity than Vietnam Culturale for them to come and, you know, help you guys out. Because it's so right important. There. I did <laughs> say it right. That would be amazing. That so, would be amazing. So thank you again, Patty. It's thank been absolutely so fantastic. You thank you. Pero let me tell you. Are we back? We are back. We're back from our interview with Patty Vargas from Viernes Culturales. I feel a lot more cultured. I do. I feel like a yogurt. Well, Live okay. and active cultures. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, things you can eat. <laughs> is it that time for our last cook of the desert? It is time for that last soda of the desert. So refreshing. <laughs> so do I go first? Uh, you know what? Go for it. I'm going to give Uh-oh. my last cook of the desert. She looks so happy that I, I don't even know where this is going. Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, no, oh yeah. You know what? The fact that it took 16 episodes for you to give your last soda to Mariah. Mariah is Carey telling. is everything to me. <laughs> 
That would be an understatement. I'm uh, forget his child, Mariah Carey. Is <laughs> Mariah everything. Carey. I love Mariah Carey. I've always loved Mariah Carey. But I'm going to tell you why I'm going to give her the last Coke of the Desert. Why, darling? Because <laughs> so here we in the last couple of weeks we've been kind of plagued with a bit of technical difficulties because we've been trying a few things out. That's true. And specifically, one of the issues that we were having was with my microphone <laughs> that there was a delay in in my earpiece as to when I speak. Oh, that's what happened. That's why you were just being led around your room by those dancers? <laughs> oh, I thought it was weird they showed up out of nowhere. So there, there, there's an issue that when I speak into the microphone, the feedback into my earpiece is delayed so as a result it would manipulate the way i spoke and it really had a i couldn't speak correctly and i would even get frustrated because i'm thinking how does this delay on the microphone change the way that i'm speaking and then i thought you know this is Mariah and New Year's Eve. It is. So you know what? She couldn't hear herself. She was in the middle of Times Square. There was, as we've learned from doing our podcast, what is it, reverb? Yeah, reverb. Is yeah. a bad, bad it, thing. It's not a good thing. She couldn't yeah. hear herself. So you know what? She did the best she could with what she had. I heard that. I heard so that. you know what? People needed to like mm. cut her a break. You know, because if, damn it, if I couldn't pull through <laughs> recording the podcast because I had in a, a delay. In a, in a little room, studio, <laughs> much room, less Times Square. You and I okay. just, you know, recording this. If I couldn't speak into the microphone because of the, the feedback problem I was having. I mean, imagine her in, fr- in freezing temperatures. <laughs> you know, she couldn't hear herself. She had to hit these high notes, dance and sing with a million people in Times Square and like a billion people watching. I mean, you know what? You so, know Mariah, what? you got a coke you know even what? though that's... you advertise for pepsi you yes. get my well, that's, last coke that's why desert. we call them the last soda of the desert we like to be uh refreshment agnostic so no actually i i completely agree with you and i get it i didn't think about that but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you remember i was point. speaking like in slow motion <laughs> it was weird it was like why does he sound like he has a developmental problem <laughs> like what is wrong <laughs> i would hear myself I'd be like why it's am like, i talking yeah, I like, is he in... having a stroke yes. should i be worried and it was because my earpiece <laughs> the feedback was off so i'm like this poor woman in the middle of time score. of course she couldn't see <laughs> Uh, anyway that's awesome well my last desert is a little different Um, it's not for Mariah it's actually for an organization that I literally stumbled upon the other day walking through the city of Coral Gables you know how people never ever stop when you're approached by people who say Mm -hmm. hey do you have a moment Mm -hmm. well I stopped you and had a moment. I had a moment. And so I'm glad I did stop. It was these two girls. Uh, I don't remember one of their names. The other one was named Sarah. And they are with an organization called Heifer International. That's H-E-I-F-E-R International. Heifer. I'm sorry. No. Como decir en español potranca. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to diminish their contributions and your coke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on with your coke. Are you good? I'm okay. So, Heifer International. <laughs> sorry. I'm just going to keep saying Heifer. Um, so, Heifer International is a global organization, as the name would imply. And what they do is they collect donations, monetary donations from, from pe- people like me and you and, and the like. And they use that money to then help people in um, impoverished countries on small farms to basically 
learn how to use animals to subsist with and also turn it into a business. So for instance, what they'll do is, let's say here in the US, if there's a family in, in need of you know economic assistance, um, and what they'll do is with that money, they'll give that family a cow and a couple of chickens so that then they now have the ability to have milk, cheese, eggs for themselves. And in addition, they can then turn around and sell any excess in like a farmer's market. And also if those animals have babies and they can go ahead and give either give or sell, I don't remember right now, those um, offspring to another farm that's in need and thereby, again, creating a, 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 an ecosystem, if you will, so that these people can learn how to provide for themselves. So essentially, on a global scale, it's an execution of that old saying, you know, give a man to fish, he eats for a day, teach a man to fish, he eats for the rest of his life. And I just thought that they were a fantastic organization. At the time, I did not have any money to contribute to them. So I said, well, in exchange, I will give you a shout out on our podcast yeah, and, you know, help promote the cause and i think it's a great idea you know it is this a great is, idea and despite my laughter yeah. it is a great organization so you know good for you yeah no it's fantastic and it is um region specific so like for instance in south america you know there's some areas where what they will give is in like a llama or an alpaca so that that family <laughs> llama llama duck my llama camelio heifer I, I feel so bad laughing at this because, you know, I'm, I'm a very philanthropic person, but I mean, I just, I'm sorry. Because you're just picturing somebody like knocking on your door like, here's your llama. Here's your llama. Would you sign for this, please? What does your last name start with? Oh, okay. Here's your llama. Like, oh, maybe it comes in a drone. Oh, oh no. They just, the llama's like, ah. <laughs> drop the llama off. Ah. Um, but no, again, so they're not just, you know, it's just not like, here's your here's your cow and two chickens it's it's um it changes based on the region so that it's an animal that can okay, but survive what are we getting out of the llama well the mm -hmm. llama you can you can shear the llama to create to cloth and then you can sell that and so again oh, okay. it's it's about you know giving them something that they can turn around and use not just to create because you know you can make yarn out of mm -hmm. out of the llama fur oh, for yourself but then you can also sell it they're not it. giving anybody in florida sheep aren't they no <laughs> Yeah, a goat. I think I could see a goat. A goat. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Heifer International. I apologize. Uh, what you guys do is great. Um, it's just you know we had a few shits and giggles here. It's what we do, and I'm sure that once you own farm animals, you got a lot of shits What's and giggles. What's happening? My last cook of the deserts have always been so like meaningful, and recently <laughs> they've been all fluffy, and yours have been all like meaningful. Like, what's going on here? I'm a lot deeper than I look. Mm -hmm. You know who's also a lot deeper that they look? Pia Zadora. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. I'm sure that when you when people look at Pia Zadora, they're like, you know, oh, she's probably about as deep as a puddle. But you know what? She's probably like one of those sinkholes, you mm -hmm. know. Just and when she falls in that sinkhole, she could go up like a butterfly. Oh. And wait, what's the what's the song that she has with Jermaine Jackson? Actually, who's Every Time it? it Rains. Every Time It Rains. Every Time It Rains, Pia Zadora gets We've talked about them before. Little Treat to People. Yeah, you gotta check it out. It's actually not a bad song. It. I actually like it. Uh, but look at the video. The video is... It's a treat. It's a treat. It's so. a treat. So is, is that it for episode 16 or sweet That's 16? That's it. We're wrapping it up. Now it's time to look at all the gift cards we got from Uncle Mortimer. <laughs> and the checks. And the checks. Ugh. <laughs> so, you know, anyway. You know, Mitzi always gives the worst gifts. I know that, Mitzi. Well, I hope everybody, um, you know, you listened, you laughed, and you learned. And as always, grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your jupinha, and have a great day. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Later, people. Bye. And when the rain begins to fall.
And please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.